Afro Tales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Ahoy, my friends. Welcome aboard the Afro Tales Podcast. I'm your storyteller, Amon Mazinga. Join me as we explore the tales that grew from the people of indigenous and African descent in the Americas and the Caribbean. After, come and see me, Chef, who will impart upon you a recipe for the story you have just heard. So with no further ado, let us set sail on this new age of exploration. Trespassing on the Devil's Land Suriname version Matt Lucian was a devil. He lived at a certain place. But one day, a man took his children and his wife to go and make a field right there beside it. No sooner had they struck with a hoe than Lucian asked, Who is that? The man said, It is I, Luangu. What have you come to do? I have come to make a field. Lucian said to his children, Come, go help Matt Luangu cut his field. Before Matt Luango cut down one tree, Matt Lucian and his children had cut the whole field. They went away. The next day, Matt Luango went back. Matt Lucian asked, Who is there? It is I, Luango. What are you doing? I am going to plant the field. Lucian said to his children, let them come and help plant the field. But now they had finished planting. The crop became ripe. No sooner did Matt Luango go to cut a stalk of corn than Lucian asked him, what are you doing? I'm cutting a stalk of corn. Lucian said to his children again, Come, go help Matt Luangu cut the corn. Before Matt Luang had cut a stalk of corn, Lucian and his children had cut the whole field down. The next day, Matt Luang went to cut a plantain. He went softly. So Lucian would not hear. (laughs) But no sooner did he take hold of a plantain than Lucian asked him, Who is that? It is I, Luangu. What are you doing? I am cutting a plantain. Lucian said to his children, Come, go help Matt Luang cut plantains. Before Luang had cut one plantain, they had cut the whole field. Then Matt Luang was angry. He went home. Then one of his children misbehaved. No sooner did he begin to beat 
the child. Then Lucian asked him, What are you doing? I am beating my child. Lucian said to his children, Come, go help Mat Luango beat a child. They went and they beat the child till they killed it. So Matt Luangu became afraid. He said to his wife, let, let us run away from here because there is no good people here besides us. And so they went away and left Matt Lucian. Matt Lucian took all the crops of the field which they had planted. The end. Trespassing on the Devil's Land. Yoruba version. In a certain village, there was a young man named Kigbo. He had character all his own. He was an obstinate person. If silence was pleasing to the people, he would play a drum. If someone said, Tomorrow, we should go repair the storage houses. Kigbo said, No, tomorrow we should sharpen our horse. If his father said, Kigbo, the yams are ripe. Let us bring them in. Kigbo said, On the contrary, the yams are not ready. If someone said, this is the way things should be done. Kigbo said, No, no. It is clear that things should be done the other way around. Kigbo married a girl from the village. Her name was Dolapo. He built a house of his own. His first child was a boy named Ojo. Once, when the time came for preparing the fields, Kigbo's father said to him, Let us go out tomorrow and clear the new ground. The fields around the village are too small. Let us go into the bush instead. No, no one farms in the bush. Why does no one farm in the bush? Men must have their fields near their houses. I want to have my field far from my house. It is dangerous to farm in the bush. The bush suits my taste. Kigbo's father did not know what else to say. He called Kigbo's mother saying, He wants to farm in the bush. Reason with him. Oh. Gigbo's mother said, Don't go. The bush spirits will make trouble for you. Oh. They will make no trouble for me. My name is Kigbo. His father called for an elder of the village. The village elder said, Our ancestors taught us to avoid the bush spirits. 
Nevertheless, I am going. He went to his house. His wife, Dolapo, stood at the door holding Ojo in her arms. Kigbo said, prepare things for me. Tomorrow, I am going into the bush. In the morning, he took his bush knife and his knapsack and walked a great distance. He found a place and said, I will make my farm here. He began to cut down the bush. At the sound of his chopping, many bush spirits came out of the trees. They said, Who is cutting now? It is I, Kigbo. This land belongs to the bush spirits. I don't care. He went on cutting. The bush spirit said, This is bush spirit land. Therefore, we also will cut. They joined him in clearing the land. There were hundreds of them, and the cutting was done soon. Now I will burn. He began to gather the brush and burn it. This is our land. Whatever you do, we will do it too. They gathered and burned brush. Soon, it was done. Kigbo returned to his village. He put corn seed in his knapsack. His father said, Since you have returned, stay here. Do not go back to the bush. His mother said, Stay and work in the village. The bush is not for men. In the bush, no one gives me advice. The bush spirits help me. To his wife, Dolapo, he said, Wait here in the village. I will plant. When the field is ready to be harvested, I will come for you. He departed. When he arrived at his farm in the bush, he began to plant. The bush spirits came out of the trees. They said, Who is that? It is I, Kigbo. I am planting corn. This land belongs to the bush spirits. Therefore, we also will plant. Whatever you do, we will do. They took corn seed from Kigbo's knapsack. They planted. Soon it was finished. Kigbo went to a village where he had friends. He rested there, waiting for the corn to be grown. In his own village, his wife Dolapo and his son Ojo also waited. Time passed. There was no message from Kikbo. At last, Dolapo could wait no longer. She went into the bush to find her husband, carrying Ojo on her hip. They came to Kikbo's farm. The corn stalks were grown, but the corn was not yet ripe. Ojo said, I want some corn. The corn is not yet ripe, my dear. I am hungry. Dolapo broke off a stem of corn and gave it to him. The bush spirits came out of the tree saying, Who is that? What are you doing? She replied, 
It is I, the wife of Kigbo. I broke off a stem of corn to give to the little one. Whatever you do, we will do. They swarmed through the field, breaking off the corn stalks. Soon it was done, and all the broken stalks lay on the ground. At this moment, Kigbo arrived. He saw Dolapo and Ojo, and he saw all the corn lying on the ground. He said, the corn is ruined. Dolapo said, the bush spirits, they did it. I broke off only one stalk. It was for Ojo. It is Ojo's fault. He demanded a stalk to eat. I gave him a stalk. Then the bush spirits, they did the rest. She gave Ojo a slap. The bush spirits came out of the trees. They said, what are you doing? Dolapo said, I slapped the boy to punish him. Whatever you do, we will do. They gathered around Ojo and began to slap him. Kigbo shouted at his wife, See what you have done? In anger, he slapped her. The bush spirit said, What are you doing? Slapping my wife for giving me so much trouble. We will do it too. They stopped slapping the boy and began slapping Dolapo. Kigbo called out for them to stop, but they would not stop. He cried out, Everything is lost! He struck his head with his fist. The bush spirit said, What are you doing? He said, All is lost, therefore I hit myself. They said, We will do it too. They gathered around Kigbo, striking him on the head. He called out, Let us go quickly, quickly. Kigbo, Dolapo, and their son returned to the village, leaving the farm behind. He saw his father. Because of shame, Kigbo did not speak. His father said, Kigbo, let us go with the men tomorrow and work in the fields. Kigbo said, Yes, father, let us do so. The end. Wow, a great story. Two great stories that are one in the same, even though they feel different. Coming from a treasury of Afro-American folklore by Harold Corlander. Now, the first story you heard was the Suriname version or what used to be called the Dutch Guyana or Guiana however you want to pronounce it, the middle of the three Guyanas of South America. This story, though, originally came from, as you see in the second one, Yoruba or Yoruba land, which is today roughly Nigeria. The vast majority live in Nigeria, right? I have to say that this is what folklore is about. This story is pretty much what folklore does. 
it starts in one place and then moves to another place through migration, even though this was a forced migration, still through migration, right? All you need is one person from a location that is going to relay the stories that they were that they were told and move, have them move to a new location and do just that. Now, again, this was done in the wrongest way possible. People were caught. People were enslaved. People were brought over to South America from Yerba land, from Nigeria, from Africa. Just let us completely understand that. That is how this story got to Suriname, through the slave trade. That's done. Now on to the stories. I love them. Trespassing on the devil's land is such an interesting aspect because the devil in these stories or the bush spirits, they're not evil. They're not, you know, malicious or anything. Matt Lucian is, is, yeah, he's a devil because he goes too far, but he's really just helping the guy. And I'm pretty sure if Matt Luangu would have, you know, asked him, hey, is this your land first? Matt Lucian like, yeah, this is mine, but you can plant here for a price. And he kind of got that price. And they got off kind of easy compared to the second story, you know. They, he had his kids or the bush spirits whoop his son at the end of the day, and that's really the worst that he got out of it. You know, they went back to where they came from because, yeah, like this title says, you're trespassing on someone's land. And in the second story, Kigbo gets warned multiple times by multiple people not to do it and he is a contrarian is that what we want to is that the word he's just hard-headed <laughs> and he is going to go against the grain and in doing so got his family in a predicament that they almost could not get out of we're not even going to talk about the abuse factor of him hitting his wife his wife hitting their son and all of that stuff because that just didn't make sense the boy was hungry your mom you, you you feed the boy why you gotta hit the boy but maybe that's a nigerian thing if you're nigerian if you're yoruba and this is something that that happens let me know hit me up afro tales cast on twitter and instagram hit me up let me know what's going on there right afro tales cast at gmail.com that's the i have not told y'all that's the new email afro tales cast at gmail.com i gotta update the ending anyway let me know the other email still works so afro tales cast afro tales podcast at yahoo.com that one works too Send it whichever one you want to. Let me know what it's like to grow up in Nigeria or just be Nigerian and have to deal with getting slapped for everything, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But the Bush spirits, you know, they told them, like, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is our area. Whatever you do here, we're going to do here also. 
So just know that. And I feel like by the time, you know, you're hitting yourself, hitting your wife, hitting your kid, it's kind of obvious that if they see you do this, they're going to do it too. And I know this is going a little long, but I always want I also want to know something. Bush spirits. What are they? I've looked and looked and looked. Please hit me up. Let me know what a bush spirit is like, you know, West. If you're West African and you use the, the term bush spirits or your family has used the term bush spirits, let me know. What are they? What do they look like? Like. From what I understand, they're just the Dwin that are, you know, the little children with the backwards feet. But I don't think that's what you guys think they're, they are or how they look to you, you know. So just let me know. If you've gotten this far, you know, you know what I, I need. Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, email. Let me know what's going on, right? And lastly, just thank you for coming. That's that, you know, thank you for listening I noticed every two week thing is is different, but it's, it helps me right now. Maybe one day we can go back to once a week, but as of right now, this is just, this is working for me. And with that being said, go see Chef. He has oh, he may have an African dish this week. We'll see. Let's go. Let's go see see Chef. And until we get together again, as always, have a blessed day. Welcome, my friends, to the galley. I am your chef, chef, and today we have a wonderful recipe inspired by the story you have just heard. Today, we shall creating Suriname-style peanut soup. Now, what do you need for this recipe? One and a half pounds chicken pieces on the bone, that is thighs and legs. A quarter teaspoon of ground black pepper. One teaspoon ground allspice. One large onion chopped. Two stalks of celery chopped. Four tablespoons of olive oil. Two tablespoons of tomato paste. Sixteen ounces of natural creamy peanut butter. One scotch bonnet pepper halved. Two quarts of chicken broth or vegetable stock, your decision. Two bouillon cubes, and of course, salt to taste. For the tom tom, you will need two green plantains cut in half, skin left on. A quarter cup of grated frozen cassava, defrosted. One tablespoon of roasted peanuts optional garnish of course now how do we put this together easy let's first start with the tom tom bringing a large pot of water to boil add plantains and cook for about 30 minutes until very soft season the chicken with the allspice and black pepper toss to combine Meanwhile, start the soup. In a large pot, 
a Dutch oven. Whatever you decide. Heat two tablespoons of oil. Add onions and celery and cook until softened and onions are translucent. About five minutes remove from pot. Add two tablespoons of oil and saute the chicken until light golden brown. About five to eight minutes. Put the cooked vegetables back in the pot. In a bowl, whisk together your tomato paste and peanut butter. Two cups of broth or stock or water and still combine. Add this to vegetables and chicken and stir to combine. Add four more cups of water, bouillon cubes, and the scotch bonnet pepper. Bring all to a boil. Reduce to a simmer and cook for about 30 to 40 minutes until flavors have developed and chicken cooked through. Meanwhile, drain the cooked plantain as soon as it is cooked. While still warm, remove the skin. Using tongs, this should come right off. Mash the green plantain. Grind the plantains with the cassava in a food processor until you have a pliable plantain dough. You will have to knead it for a few minutes by hand. To make the tom tom, take about two tablespoons of plantain dough into your hands with wet hands. You will need wet hands after making each one. The moisture is needed for the plantain to stick together. Using your wet hands, form balls. To serve, place a few of the tom tom in a bowl, spoon in the soup over it, garnish with the roasted peanuts if desired, and that is it, my friend. Now, Go, make this recipe yours. And until we have another wonderful recipe, remember not to trespass on the devil's land. And until next time, as always, my friends, enjoy. Thank you for joining us on this voyage. Thanks to Art by Chalet for the logo, episode, and t-shirt designs. You may also get a t-shirt and other items on tpublic.com. You can contact me on all socials at AfroTalesCast. That's Afro, T-A-L-E-S, cast. And email me at AfroTalesPodcast at yahoo.com. You may also become a benefactor by simply sharing with any and everyone, giving a thumbs up, or rating in your podcast app of choice. If you wish to donate, I am on Patreon and Coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com. So, until we meet again, may your winds be fair and your seas follow.